everybody to Toy Lines Dot Podcast. I'm your host Tom Romero. With me, as always, Ian Westhoff. How you doing this week, Ian? Tom, you know me. Masquerading as a man with the reason, my charade is the event of the season. If I claim oh. to be a wise man, surely means I don't know. Uh, Very nice. Well put. Well, thank you. Shout out to the band Kansas for that. Um, I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. Crazy week. Doing a lot of overtime. Yeah. Affording all those expensive toys. Tom, uh, before we get into everything, I actually I have two things He-Man related I'm going to throw at you. Okay. Both of them I didn't know about until one, uh, my, my buddy asked me about, well, I spoke to him the other night. What, he actually wants to know if you have it or not. And the other one I just found out, um, and I was like, whoa, this is cool. So did you know about back in 1985 about the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe appearance at Universal Studios Hollywood? Yes, there's pictures of that. That's actually pretty cool. I was actually... I went you to can Cal- find that on YouTube now. Yes, I saw the trailer mm-hmm. or the commercial, whatever you want to call it. So I went to California in 84 and 85 as a, when I was a kid. And what I thought was... I did not see it then because we went in the summer. And apparently they did this from December 21st to January 5th. And then I think again, from what I've gathered, February 8th to 10th and 15th to 17th. And there was like 14 characters who were there. You had He-Man, which was actually an actual muscular person with a stupid wig. Um, he looked pretty good. Uh, She-Ra, Skeletor, Hordak. I think Buzzoff was in there. Man-at-Arms was in, I think, Orko. Beast-Man, Moss-Man, who looks so ridiculous. It was like they should have put the dude in the ghillie suit or something. But um, Just a walking rug? Yeah, it, it was just like the worst. You could see that one on online, the picture. I'm like, that is the worst Moss Man I've ever seen in my life. But what I thought was actually pretty cool, there was a Castle Grayskull backdrop. When you would go up, and, I think I said Shira, I think. Uh, when you would go and meet them, they would um, give you, um, it was for ages 4 to 11 for this part. You would get a free super action toy. As one toy limited per kid, mm-hmm. and obviously with paid admission, so they would give you either a Skeletor or a Shira figure, which actually was pretty cool from from a tale to do back then. So I wasn't sure if you ever heard about that or not. Yeah, I did. That's pretty cool. I was hoping. I was ho- honestly, I was hoping you were going to say Wondar. I would have ended the mystery, but I guess not. No. You know, it's funny though. I was reading something. Uh, you know, when like you go online and check your mail and. Some of those sites have like, oh, here's the most expensive toys that you might have had. Mm. It's always like garbage. It's always like, depending on condition, you could. They always say like the highest amount somebody got, and they always say depending on condition. And they showed uh, one dar. Oh, nice. But yeah, here's the thing: it wasn't the original one. It was what is he from the classics line? Oh, okay. The they showed showed the picture of the classics one, Mm -hmm. and I knew just from like looking at the pictures from and discussing, I was like, that's not the original. I was like, even I know that. <laughs> I yeah, like, yeah. The second thing I'm going to throw at you in a little bit. So yeah. So be on your toes. So also Tom, um, I believe we don't have a winner for our, our contest from last week. Is that correct? Yep. All right. So folks listening, we're going to give us another try. Tommy, what is the prize? The masters of the universe origins sky sled with Prince Adam. Okay. So, new uh, word of the day. You don't got to be like P.B. Herman. You don't got to shout it out. The new word is Eternia. Very simple. All you got to do is send an email with the word Eternia 
and a message. You could say, I hate Ian, if you wish. I, I just want to see somebody win this toy. That's all you got to do, folks. Uh, yep, email us at toys, T-O-Y-S, podcast at gmail.com. And so, we'll throw your name in the randomizer and pick out a winner. The randomizer, which is a very cool machine. I, I kind of think of that. Um, it's like, first of all, the word does what it says and make chooses random. But it sounds like something that should just like randomly turn you into like, I don't know, a Muppet or something. And it also sounds like something from like uh, Phineas and Ferb. I don't know if you ever watched the show, like Dr. Doofenshmirtz would have made, like the randomizer nature or something. It's just weird. I just, I just like the word randomizer <laughs> because it's so random. But nice. anyway, so folks, yeah, give it a try. We hope we want to give you toys. And this is a chance. Let's see what happens. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. And uh, Eternia. So have you seen anything new this week? I finally got to see Lower Decks, the Star Trek comedy show. Oh, that, that, that premiered? Yeah. Yeah, it was on oh, CBS All Access. It was okay. Yeah. I thought it'd be a lot funnier, to be honest with you, but it, it's it's entertaining, to say the least. I didn't watch anything new. I, I'm going to be honest. I have not been watching a lot of TV this week, just from the weird hours I've been working. I've been very tired, and I've just been doing checking up on the news, you know, like toy-related news, and then if I can read and kind of like fall asleep kind of sad i'm very young well not young I'm, i shouldn't be falling asleep this early is what i'm saying yeah i haven't seen anything new tv movie anything it's kind of there's a great documentary on netflix for you gamers called player one what's that about just like the history of video games oh really? like uh, yeah i'm only two episodes in how many episodes five i think are they like an hour 40 minutes they're an hour so they seem like an hour. player one yeah, yeah, it's it's trending right now on Netflix. So. I'll have to check. check I, you know, I haven't been on Netflix in a while, but I'm gonna check that out. It's it's like the like the book in the movie Ready Player One, which uh, Ernest Klein wrote the book. There's yeah. a sequel now. Yeah, I was about to say Ready Player Two. That's yeah, the, yeah. I'm so tempted to read it because the first book it's it's so heavy with 80s nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But I was, when I was reading that book, it gives you this twist. At least to me, it threw this twist at me I never saw coming, and I was like, whoa. I, I didn't see the movie yet, but it you was, still haven't. No, I so saw. I haven't seen it. It's it's good. It's a good movie. I and saw I, it in the theaters. Yeah, and I read his second book, which was and um, I can never pronounce certain words like this. So, the book was called Armada. I don't know if that mm-hmm. sounded human or not, but that book was good, but it wasn't as good as Ready Player One. It's it's sort of like The Last Starfighter but with modern day computers. And instead of having like this cool starship, they would fight with drones. But there's so much old video game reference to it. Like yeah. Pac-Man or like he how- Atari, um, oh, nice. like, you know, he had this uh, mixtape he would play called Raid the Arcade. His father oh, was, cool. his, and his father was this uh, huge Atari fan. And apparently Atari used to send you patches when you would get the high score. So like he had a jacket all the patches on it so it's a good book and it's different than ready player one i liked it i just didn't like it as much as ready player one ready player one was much more involved i mean but i don't know how how he wrote that book because there was so much in it and like you really needed to know your video game knowledge so much 80s references in there which is what i loved but i was kind of thinking like and it's a great title ready player two 
but I'm kind of thinking like, what's is gonna it going to ruin Ready yeah, Player One? Yeah, like, do we need it? It's like Highlander Two, where it just ruined Highlander One. It's like, why did you make this movie? It, it, it could be good. So wasn't Highlander Two like 45 minutes long or something? It was just. I remember. I re- it was, yeah, I remember seeing it. Sean Connery was. On I wish it, it was that short. Um, but it felt. It felt to me like it went quick. Here's what happens in Highlander Two. Well, here's what happened in Highlander One. The movie's great, and in the beginning, you hear the the narration by Sean Connery saying it begins from from the dawn of time we came. And essentially, if you haven't seen the movie, these there are certain people who are immortal, but they don't know they're immortal until they get killed or they die, and then they stay that age for the rest of their lives. They are a certain breed of people who are battling each other through centuries from samurais to, um, you know, all the way to modern day 1980 something when the movie took place. Everybody carries a sword. And the, and the only way you can kill one of these dudes is to behead them. And every time you kill one of them, you're getting closer to the quickening, which is going to be this final battle of the last two immortals. And at the end of the, the movie, that's what happens. And you got one of the greatest movie villains ever, the Kurgan, uh, is one of the last two. And of course, the hero Connor McCloud. The TV show is okay, but now Highlander Two is this is how dumb Highlander Two is. They take this great concept, and there's really nothing wrong with that first movie at all. It's got a great soundtrack by Queen, Chris, Christopher Christopher Lambert. Lambert. He is so good in this movie. What I love about it is he 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 was coming off of Tarzan, The Legend of Greystoke. Oh, I love that movie. Where he barely was he originally? I think he's French, and he he didn't. Yeah normally speak english so we he learned english in, in bits and pieces so he had this weird accent mm-hmm. that's why when he spoke in a highlander his voice was kind of like you, it, it made sense for this dude who's been alive for centuries to have an like an just this accent you couldn't figure out where it's from it's a little bit of this a little bit of that so highlander 2 starts off that they're aliens they're on another world, and for some reason, him and Sean Connery know each other, and they're being punished, and they get sent to Earth for punishment. And then from there, the only other part, there's these weird dudes flying on, like, gliders, like the Green Goblin. And then the only part I liked in the movie, Connor McCloud and Sean Connery's character, which I can't remember his name uh, at the moment, they drive into this building in a car, and they get shot. And when they get out, they compare who got shot more. And I was like, the only two things I remember, other than the movie being terrible. So don't watch Highlander 2. Watch one and be glad you saw it. Um, I recently purchased Conan the Destroyer on iTunes. First or the second? That's the second one. Oh, so that's the one with Olivia Diabo. Yes. And Super 7, if you're listening, we need an Olivia Diabo figure, please, in the Ultimates. (laughs) There's a lot of people in that movie. Yeah, Will Chamberlain. Yeah, um, Yeah, Grace Jones. Grace Jones. A lot of people, especially Conan fans for some reason, a lot of people dislike that movie. It's the one I like more personally. Yeah, I like it better than the first one. The first one first one was great. Don't get me wrong. A little bit too adult, you know, when I first saw it, but right. the second one, the second one I love. Yeah. I, I remember that one more than the first one. I don't think I've seen them all either. Like I don't think I've seen them completely There's through. There's only two. Yeah, I don't think I've seen them completely through. But that's the one I remember the most. I mean, if the Wonder Years came out in like 
89 and that was probably 80 something so Olivia Diabo was still pretty oh yeah she was a teenager she was a, yeah because then yeah. she went on after the one well during the one years or afterwards she was in that movie greedy with Michael J Fox and uh, it was Michael J Fox it was Phil Hartman it was um Kirk Douglas was in it it's it was a really funny movie uh, Phil Hartman's great in it I think she does voice work now too she does yeah yeah so Conan and that concludes the Olivia Diabo podcast. Thanks for listening. Yes. Next time we'll be back with the Fred Savage one. But uh, no, seriously. Uh, yeah, I loved Conan the Destroyer. I mean, it was just flat out an action movie. Right. Now, I know um, Oliver Stone wrote the first one, which is probably why it's oh, really? you know, more adult. Right. Didn't know that. And then um, Roy Thomas from Marvel, he actually penned or scripted the Destroyer. Interesting. So if I didn't recognize the name, and for some, it's pathetic. For some reason, I was thinking of Dave Thomas, Dave Thomas, the dude from Wendy's. I'm like, the Wendy's guy wrote Conan, but I don't know. I, yeah, okay. So that's sad. My, my mind is shot. Um, <laughs> so DC fandom was this week. It was okay. It was. You was know, it for... Did you think it was overhyped? Because you watched more than I did. Absolutely. Uh, I thought it was one. I thought it was. Bad timing, you know. Yeah, you bit, just let go half your crew. Yeah, a little bit poor taste. I mean, most of it. I mean, this is the future of DC now. You know, all they care about is movies. It's like you're I mean, on fire. But by the way, tune in on this day and watch us brag about what we're doing. Exactly. Sorry, Tom. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's exciting for movies, but at the same time, you know, you if you're a comic fan, it's it's always lingering in the back of your mind. Yeah. All these people that left. What I thought was cool was. When I first put on the website, I didn't. I, I thought you could just skip through things or select certain things. I didn't know it was everything was at a certain time level. Time, yeah. and uh, the one thing I I liked two things that I saw. I only saw two things. So the one thing I liked was which we talked about before the Batman Forever and the Batman sixty six. So I guess yeah, that was cool. That was very funny. It was just um, it was really really good. That actually I thought was great. You know, and it was old footage from Batman Forever, just new dialogue. And Batman 66 is, you know, they just did an episode with that stupid giant clam thing that I liked. So that, that was very funny. It was whoever wrote that, you know, well done. I know one of the things I watched, you watched, and I know we're going to get into that. So what else did you like from it before we go into it? I was happy to see that uh, Milestone Media is coming back. So they bring them back all the characters? As far as I know, yes. But um, in, in comics like, or movies? No, in comics, which so, is kind of which is right. kind of interesting because I mean by now so I stat- guess Static Shock, I, right? Static Shock, Hardware Icon, Blood Syndicate. Um, I guess they're not that known right now to to be featured in movies. Well, well, yeah. Static Shock did have his own show, cartoon. Yeah, yeah. And didn't he have a live action or no? I think he no. He, he was on that episode? N- not that I know of. I know he was on Young Justice. Okay. With um Greg Wiseman and his crew. Okay. So and, so, and then he had his own show back in the nineties, I think. Yeah, yeah. That was actually a great show. I think Phil Lamar did his voice in one of yes, those. Yes, he things. did. Yep. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, Phil Lamar is like the voice of I mean, he might be on the path to being the next Frank Welker. Or Mel Blank. Or Mel Blanc, yeah. I mean, the difference, I would say, would be that Welker can do a lot of animal noises, mm-hmm. um, like lions and tigers and bears. But no, seriously, he does, like, the Tiger Raja from Aladdin. 
He does a boo. Um, does a lot of dogs. Yeah. Um, so Welker can do the voice, and the animals in blank was more like sound effects, but also voices. But Phil Lamar, I mean, Samurai Jack, incredible. Like when he, oh, yeah. when he would speak as Samurai Jack, of course, it was, you know, like not, it was a little bit of dialogue, but when he said it, it had meaning. You know, mm-hmm. like whatever Jack said, it was just like, excuse me, he's a great voice actor. And he, I saw something on him. He attended, I don't know, Yale or Harvard or something, I think for acting. And mm-hmm. somehow, you know, because, you know, he was in Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, it gets, he gets shot in the face. And um, he just, his career as, um, as a voice artist is just excellent. I mean, he's so talented too. It's just like, he's going to be the new hero in uh, uh, Masters of the Universe Revelations. He's playing the character. Okay. Cool. The character has never been seen before. Is that He-Man's son? No, that's the second one. The one I'm thinking of is uh, Hero 1. He was originally billed as the greatest wizard in the universe, but Classics redid that. So Better than Dumbledore and Gandalf? Possibly. I don't know. Well, I mean, he's built, so yeah, he could probably take them both. It's muscular built. Yeah, oh yeah. There was another piece of info that came out that Ben Affleck is coming back as Batman. Yes. In the and, Flash movie. Which is weird because what didn't he say before this he was done being Batman? And then You know what? The DC's turning themselves around movie wise, like the extended universe. So I, I guess that's what you know the allure to come back as Batman. He's gonna be in the Flash and Michael Keaton's gonna be in the Flash. See that seems kinda weird. Yeah, but like I thought it was cool that like I think it's so cool that Keaton's coming back. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, Keaton's going to be Batman. Awesome. So why do you need another one? I know it's like the multiverse, but like how many multiverses do we need in things right now? You know, Marvel is obviously going to have one already you know, established. It's, you know, what's happening. Um, well, it's trends. I mean, that's the way things are nowadays, you know, with the uh, Spider-Verse, you know, mm-hmm. winning an Oscar. So everybody... Everybody's doing a multiverse. I mean, He-Man did it in a comic. You know, now there's, you know, the Venomverse. Everybody's Venom. You know, so, I mean, that's, you know, that's the trend. So, I mean, Doctor Strange is coming out with his own right. version. But that's tying into like, the uh, the whole Marvel Universe, though, the MCU. Right. But uh, I think there's a toy line verse, actually, where Tommy doesn't like He-Man. There's an alternate reality of us where you don't like He-Man. I don't think that exists. No? Hmm. Maybe it's faker tongue. Not, not it possibly. Faker tongue. <laughs> that'd, um, be, that'd be interesting. So faker universe. Ben Affleck's playing Batman again. So I, and there's not much word about the script yet. Obviously, right? It's just just been announced. No, yeah, it's just been announced. Okay, so it's it'll be weird to see two Batman in a movie. If they do, they you know like will they meet? Will they? I'm sure. I mean, Thomas Wayne's Thomas Wayne's version of Batman supposedly in it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And and the Flash is Barry Allen. Yes, it's the multiverse. Who knows? But one cool thing that they they pointed out during DC Fandom. So last Christmas was Crisis on Infinite Earths. Ezra Miller's Flash meets uh, Grant Gustin, and it, it was you know it was small, it was quick, but you know it was amusing. Like apparently that was the first time. Ezra Miller realized that he was the that his uh, name was the Flash. See, I like Barry Allen. When I when I was reading Flash in the '90s, it was Wally West. So he's kind of like the Flash to me. You know, everybody some some people's Flash is you know Jay Garrick. So 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 there's that. You said you saw a Suicide Squad trailer. That was awesome. 
you know what? I wasn't a big fan of the first Suicide Squad. I thought it was kind of hokey and you know rushed. Did James but, uh, Gunn direct the first one? No. Okay, but he did this one. He did this one. Yeah. Then he's gonna go back to uh, Guardians. It was so funny, like. My wife is a big Guardians fan, the movies. I prefer the the comic version, but that's that's a whole different story. James Gunn on the panel, he just went on and on about this is the greatest movie he's ever done. Is He's already had two Guardians movies. I, I can only imagine what Chris Pratt and all yeah. those other guys must feel like. Thanks, pal. Yeah, right? Exactly. I mean, but uh, this Suicide Squad, I'm actually looking forward to. I mean, he said he, after the Ostrander uh, mm-hmm. run of the books, and I, it really looks good. Uh, Idr- Alba is in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, he plays uh, Bloodsport, mm-hmm. uh, the guy that shot Superman with a kryptonite bullet. Really excited. The trailer looked excellent. You know, all the characters are there. I mean, huge cast. But huge wasn't cast. Like 18 people almost. You worry when they have that many people in a, in a movie. Oh, yeah, screen time. Screen time. But you know what? If they did it with the Avengers, Infinity, and Endgame, mm-hmm. where it had tons of characters, then some of them turned to dust. But still, I mean, there's a lot of characters and a lot of like things you got to get to, and they were able to do it. That we've come a long way that when in Batman Returns, when we had like two villains and you couldn't give, you don't know who to give the screen time to, but they finally started doing, they can do it right now. Comic book and movies then- have come along. Here's another thing that's always it's it's not a debate per se, but it, it I guess it's a personal opinion. So Amanda Waller, who is in charge of the Suicide Squad and you know the behind the scenes of the DC universe, okay. she's in charge of the Suicide Squad. She's also appeared in Justice League Unlimited, the animated show. So she's wait, been wait, in wait. she's been in comics. And second, okay, so this is not an actual person. You're talking about a com- uh, uh a character. Okay, because I thought you were at first, and then oh no, no, no. we made explain it like she was real, she was a real person. But okay, go ahead. Right, but here's the thing about um, my buddy and I, Mikey. We we have this conversation all the time. She has so many different versions of her that we think you know it should be you know a, a uniformed. Sure. Now in the cartoon, she's a heavy set black woman. That's who she was in the comics too, wasn't she? Yes, that's how I remember it from. And then in the movie, she's this, you know, attractive black woman. Okay. Thin and, and stuff. And we're like, that's not Amanda Waller. We want to see the big, you know, girthy Amanda Waller. We believe that's that's There's, the way she should be. In the comics, if I remember, I only read one because Batman was on the cover. That's the reason why I bought it as a kid. Mm-hmm. But she was like a tough one. She didn't like she didn't take crap from anybody, right? Well, she doesn't in the, the movie either. Okay. I'm uh, just I mean, I'm being shallow and and you know i'm just talking about her her personal appearance you know okay. we feel she should have been more like the cartoon and and the comics okay. rather than you know this attractive thin woman like i said that's just a personal preference but i i wish they would have went that way yeah it, it's it's funny too because when my buddy and i saw the first movie we're like who's that woman where's amanda waller and like that is Amanda Waller. It's like, oh, that's ridiculous. So is the same person in Suicide Squad playing Harley Quinn from the Harley Quinn movie? Margot Robbie? Yes. Yeah, she is? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a great cast. John Cena's in it. Capaldi. I have no idea who that is. Yeah, he plays he plays the thinker, which is kind of cool. I don't know who that is. 
Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was a villain on Suicide Squad. They have Polka Dot Man. Oh, that's a terrible name. The <laughs> Rad Catcher, Weasel. These are very obscure DC yeah, characters. Like bottom but. line, people. The, and their part of, like, the Suicide Squad is, like, what? You send them in there um, when... So they're all super villains. Right. Amanda Waller put chips in each one of them, and if they get out of line, Boom. or if they get, you know, caught doing their mission, yeah, they supposedly explode. But they go in when nobody else can pull it off. They send in the Suicide Squad. Well... Sort of. Is. Do I have that right? Yeah, it's kind of like that. They just... They want to send them in because they're expendable. Right. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. It's an interesting idea for like a comic when you think about it. It's like, let's take a bunch of villains and make them do heroic stuff. You know, Ostrander's run was a great run on the, on the book. I mean, that was really the core of what Suicide Squad is. But the characters were different because I mean, Holly Quinn didn't even exist then. Correct. Yeah, she would. Yeah. She was like a 90s version and he was 80s. Yeah. I mean, they had Deadshot. Captain Boomerang was in it. Yeah, Harley Quinn didn't, wasn't introduced till later on. Captain Boomerang from The Flash? Yes. I got to say, The Flash has like weird names for villains, but his villains are cool. Like, yeah, he... Think about it. Like He's got an interesting rogue scout. Hero Master. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you really think of any reflective surface this dude can go through, you're pretty much just in trouble. One of the things I like about The Flash is that you can have a cool Flash movie or show and go even into science and physics and, and do things with it and create really cool stuff. And then, you know, when you have like the reverse flash. Well, Barry was a scientist, so yeah, it, it would just make sense. So, yeah, so the flash definitely has cool villains. Uh, like Mirror Master is definitely cool. I, I Captain, even like, like Captain Cold sounds lame. Like their names sound terrible, but they're not. It, it's like I would say Spider Man, Batman, and the Flash are the best villains. They just have the worst names, if that makes any sense. I mean, you have to think about it. Most of these guys were made back in, of course, like, yeah, the sixties. So, yeah, like the Green Goblin, that was you know horrifying he, back then. That's still a cool name, Green Goblin, the Rhino, the Doc Ock. I mean, that's just you know, Batman. You know, like the Penguin. Wow, he's a Penguin. That's real scary. I guess it's also how the character's written. If you take um, Penguin and you make Danny DeVito just like deformed, whatever, or you make him as like a mob boss, there's a big difference in character there. You know, what's scarier? You know, somebody who's creepy looking or somebody who is um, this mob boss who can have you wiped out while you're in his in his lounge. So, it, you know, the right writer on anything, I think you can have some of the greatest cinema or, or, or books or anything out there. And then, well, speaking of which, have you seen the new Batman trailer? So, yes. So now I am looking forward to this movie, and I have a lot of things I want to talk about. And when I heard it was announced, I wasn't too. Did you want to see the trailer? Or were you like, eh? Or because I really I wanted. I was, I was curious about the trailer. I thought the trailer was excellent. I mean, did you the like Nirvana? It the first time, or the did Nir- I did. The Nirvana music was. Oh, that's who, that's who that was, not it? Yeah. Okay. I, that was- I, honestly, I think the Nirvana, that song by Nirvana slowing it down, that made the whole trailer for me. That like it, it actually voice. brought me in. Like it was and interesting then to do that. The beginning with the tape, and I didn't even realize it at the time until I read about it. That's the Riddler who's doing the taping. Now, see, do we know that 100%? That from the article I read. Okay. Because I. Yeah. I mean, because that. 
because that's a very interesting take. I mean, it it's creepy as all hell, but I mean, creepy, I, but I'm I'm into it. I think the the guy being duct taped up and it said no more you know no more lies written on it. When I first saw it, I thought the dude doing that was um, either Hush or one of the owls from Court of Owls, and I didn't hear that it was official. That's officially the Riddler. So I think right now anything's up up you know anything's anybody can be anybody. We only know who Batman is. Like why would like there's so many questions like you know why would the Riddler do that and and, and the, I thought the riddles were really good I thought from what we saw it was way better than Jim Carrey's riddles I thought that um like if you're gonna have a Riddler you know I want this guy to be extremely intelligent he has to be smart and or just as smart as Batman you know if you're gonna write a riddle it's not like you know write the chicken cross the road you got to really make this guy think. It's like riddles in the dark. You know, you just have to really do this. So with the whole thing in the beginning, very interesting. This guy being taped up. Why? You know, I don't know. I like the way the bat suit looks. What do you think? It's okay. I don't like the fact that they leaked out that the symbols made out of the gun that killed his yes. parents. Now that, that, I don't know why, but it bothers me. It just kind of defies all logic. Like, so I have two thoughts on that. So now, well, why, why? Don't you like it? I just think it. I just like you wouldn't use it. Like after, after all those years, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, how did he end up getting it? Did okay. he go after Joe Chill? Did he actually, you know, what did he do with Joe Chill? Because this is a violent Batman. He beats I'm the in hell out of that guy. I'm yeah, yeah. yeah I was, I was like, like kind of into that too. Yeah, I was like, when he's on the he's ground, angry. He's still beating him. I was yeah. like, holy crap. Yeah, yeah. Um, this isn't yeah, this this isn't the you know this isn't your father's Batman from the sixties, kids. Definitely not. I mean I, I like like I said, it, it got me interested in it. What um, I thought about the suit was that from the very beginning when I saw it, I was like, that emblem, the bat symbol, looks like it comes off. And I thought maybe it's a batarang. Uh, when I found out that the rumor is that it's like the handle from the gun. So each there, well, it looks like more than the handle. I think it's the whole gun. What I, what I heard was that each piece is like a it comes off, and it, it's kind of like a weapon. So where the wing is, that's like a, a bendable piece of weapon. Maybe the maybe the whole thing was melted to make this into a weapon. It's kind of like what a sort of like those things the ninjas use, but I like the idea of like the the handle being the gun's handle on the weapon. I think that's kind of interesting. It's an interesting take on the symbol. The other thing that's interesting about this is it makes me think of Detective Comics 1000. And it's the one Kevin Smith wrote where uh, Bruce Wayne undercover goes to this guy who sells memorabilia in a way of Gotham's criminals. And memorabilia meaning like, you know, that stupid sledgehammer the Joker used to have or a a penguin umbrella. Not just supervillains, these crimes of Gotham. And this dude buys the gun that killed Thomas and Martha Wayne. Turns out it's Bruce Wayne, and he melts the gun down into a, a piece of metal, and that's the piece of metal he puts underneath the bat ch- symbol on his chest. So that way, you know, like here is a target, right? Over. So I didn't read the issue. So he purchased yes. the gun. Yeah, it was. A how, short, do, how does he know it's the gun? The dude selling it, like I think it's in a case. In in Detective Comics one thousand, there was a it's the second story in it. There's this place Matches Malone goes to. And this place 
sells weapons from Gotham villains. So there's like a panel of like the Mad Hatter's hats in it. The um, one of the Joker toys had that really stupid hat, sledgehammer with the Joker's face got a long nose. It's got um, I think Firefly's helmet. As is like the narration says, they sell goofy masks, giant hammers, elaborate death traps, umbrellas, you know, all that kind of thing. So. Yeah, but those are popular Batman villains. Like people know. Yeah. So, but isn't Joe Chill just like a, a you know a thug? Yes, but here's the thing. Hang on one second. I'm looking for it as I as I do this with you. So he has a locker full of guns, and the guy selling it says, "You were looking. You were looking for Gotham guns, right?" Oh, I got Gotham guns. Some of the most famous guns in the history of Gotham City crime. And he says this one jammed on the Riddler. Over here, we got the twin guns Two-Face used to kill the Dots twins last April. And then matches Malone. He's like, what's that one? And this guy's like, what's this? Oh, you remember the Wayne murders? He says, 20 years back, that rich man, doctor, and his wife got gunned down outside the old movie theater. Must have broke their poor kid. All that money in the family still got fried. Blah, blah, blah. So he says, uh, matches Malone is like, this is the gun that that, that did him. That, you know, basically, that killed his parents and the guy's like yep i'm asking a thousand for it matches malone tosses him 1500 so he takes the gun home he melts it down into this just piece of metal and he slides it under the emblem of the bat he you know he kind of like takes the metal he puts it on an anvil he hammers it out you know all that kind of stuff and says and he puts it there so he says so the metal that broke my heart as a child that same metal will protect my heart as a man. And the little, it's a couple of pages. It's called Manufacture for Use. Kevin Smith was the writer and Jim Lee was the pencils. And um, that's what that kind of reminded me of when you see if this is the idea of the, the gun handles. It's a kind of, to me, that kind of makes sense if he was going to have it, he's going to do that. Whether or not that I'm right, you know, I, I like the way the suit looks, I like the, the gloves. They kind of look like they got projectiles on, on the gauntlets. Something up, but they could be for fighting. There was a scene of a photo where he had his wrist up. It was like a, a leaked photo. And underneath, there were like two nozzles, if you noticed that or not. And I was thinking about that. I was like, well, what, what could that be? Could that be maybe he has gas come out of it to uh, make a quick escape? You know, does he shoot anything out of it? mini batterings you know, i don't really i don't know i'm just kind of guessing the idea for the um white eyes and the mask because they show the one clip of the the cowl with the white eyes i'm not a fan of that for the movies i think if they're like lenses that come down for something that's mm -hmm. cool but i think it's smarter when you see him and see his eyes because you can kind of get like a reflection a reaction out of it I like also that they show him with the black around his eyes. That it's not just like you, like in Batman Returns when Michael Keaton takes his helmet off. Yeah, you see that snippet. All of a sudden, his eyes are, you know, there's no makeup around it. There was also a scene, though, where he has kind of like a gray scarf around his, his mouth and his nose, and his eyes are made up. So maybe you know, black makeup's around his eyes. So maybe it's also a form of just hiding his identity as well as because Batman will look stupid with white sticking out under the mask from what i've read this is like year two of batman same thing and he's still kind of like building it like the suit he put together i um i think the suit looks cool the boots the cape the car of course um i'm not too crazy about the car i think it, it looks it's like a muscle car you know somebody just put that together in their yard and i know? think that's that's what it's supposed to be because like he put the suit together from like spare things i guess 
Mm-hmm. And maybe he, you know, he's got all this money. He has a bunch of cars. He takes this muscle car and puts all this junk on it. I like that we hear Alfred. I wish we saw Alfred. You know, I wish we saw Andy Circus as Alfred. I really, I really want to see him. I'm a big fan of him. I like him. Supposedly, we see the penguin. Yeah, Colin Farrell underneath all that makeup. makeup. Right. Totally. I didn't know that was him until I read something. I was like, that blew my mind. Catwoman, you know, looks like she has at least two different versions of the suit, maybe a, a cheap burglar one, and then one later on she makes. Uh, the, those, the gang, like the skeleton gang or the Joker gang, whatever they were, they were pretty good. I mean, like you said, when Batman fights him, he just like, not only does he take him down in a matter oh, of he seconds, lays into him. Right? Yeah. And, then, and then, the, then I'm like, all right, he took him down. Then he's like pounding the crap out of him. I'm like, yeah, this is an angry, pissed off. Yeah, yeah, he's angry. So that was kind of cool. I, I don't know where they're going. And, and in a shot of him riding the his, his uh, motorcycle through the cemetery, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like a path to the Batcave Manor. Yeah, Wayne Manor. You know, like who knows? But uh, it was very interesting to see. Supposedly, they only had 25% shot of the movie. And like I thought they already started filming, but I think they're, they're going to start filming again. It seems filming overseas is starting up a lot sooner than here in the States, which is cool because, you know, I want this movie made. The thing I thought at the end with the year for 2021, for when it comes out, with the question marks, very cool. And it's like, okay, so it's the Riddler. But is it is that being too obvious? With the goggles and the, the no, tape. just just a twenty twenty one where the where the question mark makes it two. I feel like they're taking. You still think it's hush? I think they're taking both storylines, the one that they've been saying all along, and I think they're throwing hush in there. And I think they're kind of maybe the Riddler's working for hush, may, maybe not. Maybe they're combining the two characters together to make the Riddler more menacing. Because other than his in, his intelligence, what does the Riddler really have? Could he really beat somebody up? I don't know. It's kind of like the Mad Hatter. He's just a dude who likes Alice in Wonderland. But the code, like if you looked at the envelopes that he gets, there's um, a riddle and then there's a code, some kind of like uh, emblems or whatever. And I, I liked, I like that the whatever they're doing, that not only does this Batman have to be, not only doesn't have to be, but not only is he superiorly pissed off, he needs to be incredibly intelligent to solve whatever this is and we don't really know what it is we don't it's not an origin so we know that so we're we're seeing a movie where we got our hero he's pretty much made he's still putting stuff together you know his equipment but he's been on out doing what he's doing so seeing a batman who does detective work is something we've never seen before so i'm kind of looking forward to that so the first trailer they actually showed at dc fandom was wonder woman i'm looking forward to it it looks good. I thought there were um, the first couple of pictures of uh, Cheetah that were released. I thought it was just Christian wig and, you know, like a jacket and tights. But they actually transform her into an actual animal type person. So kind of a, a nice surprise. I'm, I'm actually, like I said, I'm looking forward to this. I think it's going to be a great movie. Did, did they show I, a Flash? No, not a Flash. I'm sorry. Um, Shazam or Black Adam trailer? It wasn't something. a trailer. It was just The Rock talking about Black Adam. Oh, are they ever? Are they in the movie? According to him, it, it's yeah, it's still happening. The Snyder Cut trailer looked amazing. How long did you say it's going to be? Four hours. So this is like the Snyder. It's going to be yeah, version. yeah. I'm just curious. What did he cut? 
you know, well, just probably said, them standing around. But yeah, if you said he cut, he didn't use any footage that uh, supposedly he didn't use any weed in footage. Right. So I mean, maybe some of that's like outtake, no, not outtakes, but you know, like ex- extended scenes that were trimmed and he added it back in. But I mean, four hours—that's that's longer than Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be broken up as I don't know if it's confirmed. It's going to be broken up into one-hour segments. And then at the oh. end of the one-hour segments, if you wanted to watch like straight through the whole four hours, right. they may make that version as well. But this is going to be on uh, HBO, right? HBO Max. Right, okay. So for some reason, I'm thinking movie theaters are open here in New Jersey. And like people are going to sit for a four-hour movie. I'm like, no, that will no. never happen. The trailer looked amazing. A lot of stuff. They had Dark Side. They had Superman in the containment, the black containment suit. Yeah, just it, it was interesting to see it. I mean, I'm happy it's coming out. You know, Zack Snyder after his tragedy gets to take another shot at at you know what he created. Shazam kind of had a weird thing going on. They didn't have any footage like Black Adam. I mean, the only thing they really showed was the title. Fury of the Gods. Yeah, which is great. Uh, I'm all for it. I want to see it still. I haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, it, it's a it's a great movie. And then apparently Sinbad, the comedian, is going to be in the sequel. All in all, do you think uh, it was as great as they wanted it to be or made it out to be? But you personally? I mean, personally, I wanted to see more comic stuff. I know they talked about a lot of young adult books mm-hmm. with, with the characters. You know, I mean, that's basically what they wanted they they set out to accomplish hey look we're doing movies you know we got all these celebrities i mean they accomplished what they wanted right i did like the trailers i can't wait for snyder like i said the batman trailer seeing edward cullen from twilight as batman didn't really appeal to me until i saw this trailer this trailer was awesome It, it got me hooked so i'm gonna be honest i always think of him from uh harry potter in oh, okay. but yeah i get i get your point but yeah it piqued my interest it did what a trailer is supposed to do i will admit this the nirvana song that's what actually brought me into the trailer i was gonna watch it just for the podcast but as soon as i heard that song because i love that song as soon as i heard that song i was hooked with the song it brought me into batman i got interested with when i saw supposedly the riddler doing some some weird stuff and then at the end this is an angry batman now i'm hooked i actually want to see this movie now i thought the song was interesting because and i I didn't know who it was but i thought it was interesting because you don't see that in a batman movie like you know prince had two songs in the 89 version but that didn't even count well they had a whole orchestra in the previous movies if you think about it i mean is it just for the trailer or is it to set even if the movie doesn't have a Nirvana soundtrack or a 90 soundtrack, that trailer alone was enough to get me in. Right. Like I know, it's I mean, gonna, there could be no music on the in the movie, and I'm still invested. It's gonna have a score because the guy who did um, Incredibles is doing it. But maybe they are mixing music in it, and that song had the kind of you know what it kind of made me think of. Kind of made me think of like The Crow. So it was just interesting to see in a Batman movie. How many Batmans do you make? You know, like you don't want to keep making the same one. So this is definitely a Batman of its own, which is cool. That's, you know, that's what you want. Kenobi. Um, we know Ewan McGregor's coming back. Great. What I heard recently, which I'm really dis- I'm kind of disappointed. It's only going to be one season and it's only going to be four episodes. 
and which is yeah, but of, even if it's a hit, do you still think it'll just be one season? If it's a hit, who knows? I mean, I would, I could see them being like, all right, I can, shareholders being like, get it done. Yeah, I could see them going the the Mandalorian route. Like, if it's a real hit, I yes, mean, why stop it, there? And that's what I thought it was going to be. Like, that's how I pictured it originally when it was going to be a movie. You figure a two-hour movie. This is kind of like getting uh, two movies in one because for you know four episodes, you probably figure an hour or so. So give or take, if this is going to take place between Revenge Episode 3 and, and Episode 4, even Rogue One, there's a lot to get in those four episodes. But um, that's what Kathleen Kennedy announced. And I guess she's still with Lucasfilm. Maybe this will change when she, if she's gone. But at the moment, this is what, what, what's been the newest news. Supposedly the script has changed a bit as well from when it was first announced. I guess maybe to shorten whatever and no episode titles yet and nothing. I can't think of her name, but the lady who directed two episodes of the Mandalorian is directing the entire show. She's done Star Wars, she's done some action. It'll be, I, I just really want to see Obi-Wan. That's really what I want to see. Him and Anakin coming back with Christian Haydenson. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. That was the bizarro version. Um, so and yeah. And then uh, Sony's coming out with, well, they announced, during pre-production for Craven the Hunter. Did they say he's playing him? No, not yet. But mm-hmm. I thought Craven was going to be the villain in Homesick. It could be interesting. Well, well, Homesick is already in production. Okay. I was thinking maybe one will lead into the other. I'm not too crazy about solo movies. I was about to say, I don't think... With the villains? The I villain, mean, yeah, I don't really think that's the way to go with... Yeah. I mean, I know like Sony has the Spider-Man rights, which is why they're doing it. Right, they have to keep all that. But are you gonna, you know, pull out a lame villain, you know, just to give him a movie or not that, you know? But my point is like, you know, are they gonna give one to every villain? Like, is Doc Ock gonna get his own movie soon? Or I, I hope not. I don't know. I I just want to see more of Spider Man. Yeah, and plus I saw like, I saw Venom. I saw the Venom movie. It was okay. And but Venom kind of goes like that. He can. He's sort of the anti-hero. Craven just hates Spider Man. So there's just I don't want to see a version of Craven I like. I just want to see him hunt Spider-Man. Exactly. I had the same feeling about the Joker movie. Like, I don't want to see... I don't want to feel compassionate about a, a about psychopath. Joker. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I just want the Joker to be the Joker. I don't want to see anything about... His exactly. Path. I just want to see... I'm not really interested in how he became the Joker. I just want to right. see him be the Joker. And that's what was great about Nolan's film. Because, like, you know, he was the Joker already. Exactly. And actually what was great was in the first one, it just ends with the card. And the second one, you know, he's already pulling his his stuff. So it's just like, and we don't know anything about him. Every time he tells us it's a different version and it's like, cool. That's what I want. I I, I don't want, I'm, I I don't really like origin stories unless it's needed Mm -hmm. for like Dr. Strange for an example, more TV news than anything. Um, Jensen Ackles, who uh, I am a fan of from Supernatural, going to be playing Soldier Boy in this third season of The Boys. Uh, do you watch that show? I love The Boys. I haven't watched it. Love the comic. A lot of differences. I wasn't too thrilled about, but the show on itself can stand on its own. I like Jensen Ackles. He's a great actor. I've never read the comic. I haven't seen the show. Might have a slight man crush on him. He's really cool. He's funny. He's great in Supernatural. He, he's uh, That's really what I know him from. Which, by the way, they're finally filming their final two episodes. And it's going to resume back on October 8th. Yeah, so he's going to be in, in um, the uh, the boys. 
So I don't really know much about the character Soldier Boy. I'm not going to see it anyway because I don't have uh, whatever. He, he, Soldier Boy is kind of like a Captain America ripoff, just that type of character. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so he's going to be in that. The Boys season two starts this September fourth. No, I can't wait. It's going to be on uh, Amazon Prime. I mean, Carl Urban and the rest he's of the cast. Great. I are like incredible. Him. I have Urban. such respect for Carl Urban. Only because he's the only Judge Dredd actor never to remove his helmet. That's right. I, I, forgot, I forgot he played Dredd. But yeah, I have such respect for for him just for that. I and mean, he was in Lord of the Rings, so he's got my he's got you know like him already. Yeah, he was in a lot of stuff. He was in Thor Ragnarok. He was in the new J.J. Uh, Abrams Star Trek. He played Bones. Yeah, yeah. Carl Urban. I mean, he's amazing in the Boys as, as Billy Butcher. There's a lot of differences between the book by Garth Ennis and the TV show, but like I said, it, the TV show would, can hold its own. You don't even need to read the book to right. understand what's going on. Book's a lot more interesting, though, a lot more graphic, but the, the show is incredible. I wanted to ask you my second He-Man thing. This comes from my buddy, Mr. J. Not the Joker. It's got the same name. So uh, we were talking the other night. And he mentioned, I never knew of this, and I had to look it up. He specifically wanted me to ask you this, if you have any of them. Apparently, there was a DC Universe Classics versus Marvel uh, Masters of the Universe Classics toy line. Uh, two packs. Mm -hmm. Two packs, yep. Yeah, did you collect those? I have some. They were specific. I think they were a Toys R Us exclusive. Oh, were they? Okay. So and I know then, uh, one of the cool things about that line is they had an original character, some something that's never been done before with an existing character, mm -hmm. Battle Armor Faker. Which oh, are, yes. I did see a picture of him. Okay, so he was Battle Armored. Right. And which, he came with Bizarro. Yes. And he never, you've never seen uh, Faker with Battle Armor before. It was always just a Skeletor harness. So for the people who don't know... Um, much like I didn't know until this. Uh, there were several, I think two waves. Um, one was Superman versus He-Man. Right. One was, this one I don't get, Lex Luthor versus Skeletor. I thought that was a weird matchup. So there, there was uh, also a She-Ra versus Supergirl. And I really like this one. This one made sense to me. Aquaman versus Merman, you know, with that little corner on the cob sword. And then Hawk there was Zodak and, and Green Lantern. Right. And Hawkman yeah. and Stratos. One of the, right, but going back to Zodak. Now, one of the cool things about the Zodak Green Lantern, if you're a Filmation fan, you'll get this, but Zodak had booted feet in that release, or in my opinion, made him more Filmation because every incarnation of Zodak had the Skeletor feet, the monster yeah. feet. I did notice something. I was looking at a picture of Skeletor, the toy, and he's got weird feet, like a duck almost, you know, sort of like. You know, yeah, like, monster feet, the yeah. three-toed. Yeah. So that's an interesting point. And it's, I didn't realize it until you said it when I looked at the um, the Faker He-Man Bizarro, which I think is a great combination, that you pointed out the battle armor. I think that's really cool. Because that's supposedly the rarest one and the most expensive one because you've never seen Faker with the battle armor before. Right. How rare is that, this line? So I, I never knew about it. Well, like I said, it was a Toys R Us exclusive, so I, I really don't know how exclusive. It didn't sell well, unfortunately. That's really? why they canceled it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, the artwork was cool. Funko's coming out with Ninja Turtle movie figures from the 1990 movie, 
with the Funko head, just different, you know, colors and, you know, maybe more dots or something. At least that's what it looked like when I saw them. So, I never knew why, like in Turtles too, they had these spots on them. It's kind of weird. That always bugged me. I was like, like you know, that wasn't the first one. Yeah, like, and they kept it up on the third one. Yeah, it's like maybe those are like turtle pimples. I don't know. Um, Target exclusive from NECA, the 1989 Biolante Bile Godzilla figure comes out early September. The box is pretty cool. It's him fighting Biolante with both the title in English and Japanese. What I think is cool is like the bile that's on him, I hope, glows in the dark. So that would be pretty sweet. But for you Godzilla fans out there, here you go. Godzilla toy hitting the stands. And coming from NECA starting this week, actually it started last week, so it'll probably end this Friday, you can pick up or purchase the Casey Jones slash Raphael 2-pack from the movie from the NECA store. So if you log into thenecastore.com you can pick up your Casey Jones from the movie and disguised Raphael 2-pack, which is nice because same thing they did last week with Metalhead from the animated show. So NECA's really Helping standing out. out yeah. Collectors, yeah. That's very responsible. It's So far, it's been successful. Like I said, uh, Randy from NECA said, if this actually works, we're going to see stuff that isn't going to go to retail. We're going to see stuff that is just going to be for this direct-to-consumer market, like a Kickstarter thing or crowdfunding, which has become the norm right now and very popular. I mean, we could see a movie Turtle Van. Who knows? Maybe we'll even see like a, a Turtle Blimp. I mean, sky's the limit right now. I'm, I'm glad it's working out. Everybody seems to be happy with it. I mean, I don't know Target's reaction, but you know that's on them. Yeah, that really is. I mean, it's their responsibility to, you know, have the product there. Yeah. Uh, Super 7 is having the Voltron, Defender of the Universe, Ultimate Voltron, toy accurate. You know what, Tom? Were you, do you like, were you a fan of Voltron as a kid? I did. It was like one of my first um, anime. Here's the thing. Like, I think I liked the toy and watch it. I wanted it and I wanted the training. Our buddy Rich, I gave him a bunch of G.I. Joes for his Voltron. The lions are really cool. I think they look awesome. This is a 7-inch toy. He's $45. It's based on the 1981 Bandai Voltron Lionbot diecast figure. It comes with a vacuum, metalized, silver, blazing sword, and shield. It's a cool-looking toy. I mean, I mean, the Lego version, that was incredible. Looking. Yeah. I, 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 it was great. This is this also has a re-engineered articulation with thigh swivel. I guess the original toy did not. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Uh, pre-order ends September 21st of this year. And $45, that's pretty good. Is that a good price for a 7-inch toy, do you think? It is now. <laughs> Nowadays, yeah. I mean, all the Disney figures were 45 from Super 7. Yeah. All the Thundercats, Super 7, Conan figures same like, price it's like the norm for them yeah all right it's you know at least it's you know kind of keeping it on a level base it's nice to be able to pick and choose at that price right. like when they were doing classics or or even club grayskull they were coming close to that price point but you had to be all in and you know brian even said these are too expensive to do the subscription model yes and that's cool that they they said that about you know like the the toy company itself said that 
Yeah, but you also have to include, you know, what's the actual budget of some of these, you know, collectors. Granted, there are, you know, some people with heavy wallets, but, you know, the majority of us don't you know, mine, really have mine, Yeah, mine floats. So this is pretty cool from Star Wars. It's the Lego Star Wars Best Bin Dual Set. It's a Target exclusive that comes out August 27th, which, shout out to our buddy Rich, would have been his birthday. 295 pieces comes with the base this is actually the 40th anniversary of empire this it goes along with the 40th anniversary collection it has luke and vader and it's based on the scene where luke's kind of hanging on to that thing with one arm with one arm and uh you know it's the ultimate line of about revealing the parenting and it's also the line everybody always gets wrong when about being his father it's he does not say luke i am your father it's no i am your father which is interesting because everybody always gets that wrong. But yeah, so this is a Lego exclusive. Pretty cool. Hasbro Pulse is coming out with a Silver Centurion Iron Man Walgreen exclusive. Interesting how who would have thought Walgreens would be the place for, for exclusive toys. Yeah, pretty Like I remember the year before they came out with the Fantastic Four, but you would get Johnny Storm as the human torch as the actual you know fire body. That was a Walgreen exclusive. I mean, was ridiculous. But I mean, you could hardly find those unless you know it's a Walgreen exclusive. You wouldn't think of going there to look for a toy. Yeah, exactly. I'm a huge Iron Man fan. I love the Silver Centurion armor. I actually have a Hot Toys model of it. Not that impressed with this one. No, I I preferred either the Hot Toys one from the movie, which is kind of cool looking. And the Marvel Legends came out with a version, God, early 2000, late 90s. That one, yeah, that one I liked. It was super articulated. The shoulder pads were protruding like they should be. You know, very pointy. Loved the body armor, the colors. The mask was removable, and you can see Tony Stark's face. That's cool. Just like the Hot Toys one. Yeah, it just, I don't know. This one has a lot of articulation, has a lot of parts and glamour, and it's got that are shooting, you know, out repulsor rays, but I'm just, yeah, this one just didn't do it for me. It's not making your toy shelf this, this one. No, no. Well, the only reason why it's not is because I have the hot toys one, which <laughs> I thought was awesome. And then I have the Marvel legends one. Yeah. Unless you want to have like a shelf, like an armory of his suits, that would be, be pretty cool. Just nothing but Iron Man suits. You know? Yeah, I get that, but I, I wouldn't use this version. I was really disappointed. Along the lines of Hasbro Pulse, Sentinel has just unlocked three pack of different heads. So now you're getting the giant Sentinel body with swappable heads, the armor, the action figures. I mean, you know, the tentacles. This is because the um, another price point has been reached? Yes. So that they unlocked it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so congratulations to... Uh, to X-Men fans or whoever bought this. I mean, it's cool. I mean, you know, you have to be a really hardcore X-Men fan yeah. or, or a toy collector too. But yeah. well, here's something you might like from Hasbro Pulse. Star Wars, the vintage collection, Tent of Four Hallway. Have you seen this? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. This is actually kind of cool. You can pre-order it now. It ships between, uh, I'm sorry, it ships February 1st of 2021. No, God willing. It's priced at $49.99. It includes a Rebel Fleet Trooper. Now, this is the hallway, for anybody who doesn't know, in the beginning of Episode 4, that Princess Leia's ship 
is in. Um, I believe that ship was originally supposed to be the Falcon too at one point, but it's the hallway where Vader and the and the stormtroopers invade and everybody dies but Vader. The hallway itself, you can buy more than one and set it up. They're in, they're uh, connect connecting, so you can make like a whole maze of the hallways, like in the ship, which I think is pretty cool that you can do that. You know, you can. I guess have one pointing left or whatever, you know, but it's a, it's a pretty sweet idea and you can recreate the scene from episode four or rogue one where Vader just goes total kick-ass and just like flipping people off with the force. Uh, so it's kind of a cool looking toy. Um, and you do, yeah, get that was my favorite scene of rogue one. Yeah. Actually it was the only thing I liked in rogue one. I, I like rogue one. Um, I really like, uh, the, bl- I forgot his name, but the blind dude, um, mm-hmm. And I, I thought it was great that they, when they included Vader, that they had the the red tint to the lenses. It was because in Episode Four, his lenses on his mask have a red tint, and they kept that for Rogue One. So I thought that's a really nice touch that normally would have been overlooked. Also um, coming out of from Hasbro is, I guess there's another Venom line. There's a new Venom figure, Carnage, Morbius. Spider Gwen, uh, with the exception of Morbius, they're all venomized. There's a Miles Morales Venom that I guess sold out instantly, yeah. and then the build a figure is Venom Pool, so that's cool. And then finally, from Hasbro, Bug Bite, he's a basically a recolored Bumblebee from the Transformers Generation oh. line. He's a character in the Netflix show War for Cybertron. Apparently, he's he's just like a, uh, a mercenary. You know, has no affiliation, but he's all white with a weird. If you looked at the symbol real quickly, mm-hmm. it looks like a Beast Wars Autobot symbol, but apparently it's not. It's like his own symbol. Two things I want to mention coming up from Diamond, which is actually pretty sweet. Uh, February 2021, the pre order is on Diamond Select Toys, Disney Deforms. Not exactly what you think by the title. It is a chibi-style PVC figure of Disney characters. They're three inches. They are blind-boxed. So, you know, here we go again. Uh, However, the the figure's coming out. A full case will have 12 figures. It is blind-boxed, so get ready to uh, go through that again. The figures coming out are Kermit, the Mad Hatter, the Johnny Depp version, a figure from Tron, Jack Sparrow, Vincent, one of the robots from the Black Hole, which looks really cool. And my personal favorite, which means I have to try to find them, the Rocketeer. The other uh, diamond thing they're doing, Gentle Giant Sculpt. These are the Disney Classic Select Wave 1. It's a set of four. They're seven inches on a blister card. Three of these figures are from the same movie. I believe there's a diorama base for them, which is the interior of the USS Cygnus. We are getting the Black Hole robots, Vincent, Bob, and Maximilian. Personally, the Black Hole, I haven't seen in years, and I would love to get the Vincent and Bob one. I'm not a Maximilian fan. My brother always was. Um, Maximilian was a red robot. I just remember him like chopping up Norman Bates in that one scene with the propellers. The fourth figure in this set is the Rocketeer which means, again, I need to try to find this. But I'm kind of glad to see Disney doing more with the Rocketeer. It's a good thing. doesn't mean anything that more Rocketeers coming, but it's also it's nice to know, like, to see them doing something with the Black Hole because they don't really do much with it. 
and the Rocketeer. So I, I think that's pretty cool that they're doing that. Medico just revealed their Mafex, Dark Knight Returns, Blue Batman, and Carrie Kelly Robin. Both come with swappable heads and incredible articulation. I've seen some pictures of it. Uh, it looks pretty good. Like the first time I saw it, I thought it was coming out of McFarland, but it, you know, with this articulation, I was actually surprised. Yeah, heavy articulation on it. Like it looks like wrist, elbow, shoulder, torso, knee. Yeah, foot, a lot of twisting. You know, finger. You know, it's like everything's everything. I think you might even blink. Yeah, um, yeah, it's super articulated. It's really articulated. And the capes, like we said, um, it looks like there's something in them so that you can kind of pose them as well. They both come with swappable heads, which is hmm. kind of nice because that's becoming she, more and more common, it seems. Yeah, she has uh, Kelly she has on, a, on hers. I, she has like a weird ass hairdo. Yeah, it looks like a mohawk. Yeah, I like the gray haired Batman head. I always liked the uh, gray haired Batman from Batman Forever. Yeah. It's pretty cool looking tonight. You can order Rebirth Flash and Rebirth Joker on Amazon right now from McFarland Toys. Yeah, he's really cool looking. Like I like I said before, I'm a Wally West guy, but he's really cool looking. And and he's very cool looking that you can pose him like he's running. Mm -hmm. Like the first time you get a flash toy that actually looks like he's running instead mm -hmm. of not running, you know. Which is really and, cool. And then also McFarland Toys I think I mentioned this last week. There's a 12-inch Witcher figure that they announced based on the video game, not so much the Netflix show. So that's pretty cool. Did you see their version 12 of the inches? Alpha 5 and Zordon from the Power Rangers Lightning Collection is now starting to appear at Walmart stores. So hopefully if you're a Power Rangers fan, you can actually get them as opposed to every other toy line out there right now. <laughs> I guess they missed the boat on PowerCon last week. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Simon or Come On Games has announced a Masters of the Universe game for next year. However, it's going to be a Kickstarter. Yeah, they're famous for making the miniatures for board games. I'm interested to see what they're going to do next year. Next year is uh, really going to be the year of He-Man. During their Kickstarter. Yeah, well, they've been saying that for a while now. Yeah, but it might actually come true. Save money. The Masterverse figures, I'm all in. I cannot wait. To see those figures. I already bought a shelf for them. <laughs> I mean, even if they look... I mean, I, they're very tight-lipped, but I'm just going to go out on a limb here and saying the Four Horsemen probably sculpted them. So right. I don't think I'll be disappointed. Yeah, so next year is definitely uh, going to be He-Man. So don't forget, Toy Lines Podcast has a contest running. Yes. Secret word is Eternia. All you have to do is email us at toyspodcast.com at gmail.com and with this secret word leave us a little a snippet message. Yeah. message yeah and if you have been listening thank you so much yes, you know, spread you. the word please leave a comment leave a, a rating because apparently that's how we you know stay on on the air and you know tell everybody your friends your your parents um person on a bus next to you i don't know but yeah so eternia thank you for brian salvatore for our intro and outro music Thank you to Share Universe Podcast Studios. Remember, you can listen to us on any podcast platform right now. Podbeam, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Please give us a rating or comment. Follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at ToyLines, Facebook at ToyLines, or Toy Shelf Magazine. So thank you for listening. 
Thank you, everyone. Play with your toys. Hi, I'm Marvelous Joe. And I'm his twin brother, Johnny DC. And together, we host the Dynamic Duel Podcast, a weekly show where we debate who has the superior characters between Marvel and DC, which we help prove through stat-based simulations of battles between your favorite Marvel and DC characters. We also review the latest Marvel and DC films to hit theaters. We'd love to have you come listen as we have a blast every Tuesday. Check out Dynamic Duel at dynamicduel.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.